On the Pasuk Zohar Asir Mashabos Lakachi, the Mechilta says that the word Zohar, Zohar Asir Mashabos, as well as Shomwer, as it, as it says in the Aseris Adibris, as they recorded in Pasha's Voyashanan, where it says Shomer Asir Mashabos, both of these were said together, but Echod in one utterance. The Mechilta then goes on and gives other examples of things that were said together as one by Hashem. There's one Pasuk where it says Mechalaleo Moisumos, that some of the desecrated Shabbos should be put to death. There's a Pasuk that speaks about the two special Karbonois, lambs that need to be brought on Shabbos. Says the Mechilta, both of these were also said B'dibur Echod. And as we'll see later, certain things are learned out from the fact that they're set together. Another example, Ervas Eishas Achicha, there is the prohibition of not marrying one's brother's wife. And then there is a mitzvah, that in certain cases, a person is going to marry his brother's wife when the, when the, when the brother died without children. These two were said, B'dibur Echod. Another example, Loisilbashatnes, one is not allowed to wear wool and linen together. And there's the Posik Dilim Taselacha, the mitzvah of making tzitzes. These two were both said Bedibur Echod. And this is something that a human being obviously can't do, as the Mechilta goes on, as it says, that, um, that Hashem um, said it as one, and we hear it as two separate things, and so on. Then the Mechilta goes on. Zohar v'shomer, so this is another limud on this, on the Pasuk Zohar and, and the Pasuk of Shomer. Zohar v'shomer teaches us that Zohar, you have to remember Shabbos, milafon of before Shabbos comes in. Shomer, you have to preserve Shabbos, you have to guard Shabbos. Milacharov, also after, after the time of Shabbos. From which we learn that Moisifin mechoil ala kodesh. We need to add from the weekday to the holiness. In other words, make some of the weekday also holy just like Shabbos. The Mechilta goes on and says, this is a marshal to Lezeev to a wolf that is toireif, that grabs its prey, milafon of both that which is in front of him as well as that which is behind him. Says the Rebbe, we need to understand. We know that all the pirushim on one word or one Indian are always going to be connected to each other. Especially in our case, when we have these two drashas regarding Zokar and Shomer, coming, following from each other. So we need to understand what is the connection between the first statement of the Mechilta, about all of these different things that were said, with the next statement about Zohar Milafon of the, you need to remember Shabbos and start keeping Shabbos a bit before the time of Shabbos, and as well extending it after the time of Shabbos, the concept of to be Moisif Mechoyl Ala Kodesh. Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this by first having a look at this derasha of the mechilta of Zohar Melafonov and Shomer Melacharov. In other words, the idea of Haisafa Mechayla Lakhaydish. From the fact that the mechilta learns this concept of adding from the weekday to the holy day, to the holiness, in other words, making some of the weekday holy. We learn it from this pasuk, Zohar Asyayim HaShabbos. This implies that there's this idea, this halacha, this din, is primarily by Shabbos. It's a pasuk of Zohar Asyayim HaShabbos. So we need to understand. The halacha of Moisif and Michael HaKadosh actually applies by Yom Kippur as well, also on Yom Tif, And as the Beraisa says in the Gemara, that kol makim shenem or b'yishvus, anywhere where the Torah uses the idea of shvus, that you need a rest, from work, in all of the different cases, we need to add from the weekday to the holiness. So the question then is, why is the Mechilta seemingly 
focusing over here more on the Shabbos aspect, that there's something special about Shabbos. Now, you might want to suggest that the Mechilta is just using this Pasuk as what we call an Asmachta, a support, but that this Pasuk, Zohar, Zerim Shabbos is not really the place where we're learning out the Halacha from. But the Rebbe says the problem with this is that this drasha and the Mechilta is brought amongst many drashas together with other drashas that are most definitely not just as a support, but which we learn out dinim min from them. And the Rebbe gives examples. First of all, from the pos- from the statement of Zohar v'shomer that they're both said bedibur echad, we learn the halacha that women are chayiv in kiddush on Shabbos min Why is that? Because Zohar is remembering Shabbos, and that we do with Kiddush. Shomoyer, Chazal tell us, has more to do with the negative, the prohibitions. So even though we usually have a rule that women are only chayiv in mitzvahs asay shazman gromo, sorry, women are only chayiv in mitzvahs asay that are not zman gromo, that are not bound by time, as opposed to loisasa, which they're chayiv in all of them, so why are they, why would they be chayiv in Kiddush? And the answer is, since they are chayiv in the Loisa says of Shabbos, because Loisa says they'll always be chayiv, that's the Shomer of Shabbos, since Shomer and Zohar are set together, so they're also chayiv in the Zohar, they're also chayiv in Kiddush of Shabbos, in Zohar of Shabbos. The next thing the, the Mechilta mentioned was the concept of Mechaleleo Mois Yumos, and of Yoyma Shabbos Shnei Chvosim, and that is again, on the one hand, you're usually you're not allowed to slaughter an animal on Shabbos, and that would be to consider a desecration of Shabbos. But Mechaleleo, Moisumas, and Yoyma Shabbos, Nechvasim are being set together to tell you that in this case, you do bring the carbon, and that's not, wouldn't be considered Chilul Shabbos. In a similar way, by the concept of Yibum, usually one would not be allowed to marry his brother's sister, his brother's, excuse me, his brother's wife, but in the case of Yibum, then he has a mitzvah to marry his brother's wife. And so too, by Shatnes, which, which uh, was set together with the idea of tzitzis, again, we learn a certain halacha that Shatnes, wool and linen, wouldn't be a problem, would be allowed in, in tzitzis. So these are all halachas that we learn out from this concept that these things are said by Echod. The Rebbe says, in the following Derosha and the Mechilta, after the one that we're discussing now about Moisif and Michoel HaLakodesh, the Mechilta goes on with another, with another Limud, and tells us that we also learn out from Zohar Hashem HaShabbos, that you should be remembering Shabbos already from the first day of the week. And that is, that if you come across a good portion of food, then prepare it, get it ready for Shabbos. This is like something that Shammai would do. Then there's another drasha in the Mechilta. Rabbi Yitzchak says, that we, the Yidden, should not be counting the days of the week like other nations count the days. Rather, when we count the days of the week, it should always be associated with Shabbos. That's why we say, Hayoyim Yoyim Rishon L'Shabbos, right? Because the idea is that this halacha of, of remembering Shabbos needs to be not only on Shabbos, but rather the whole week. According to the Ramban, that's a mitzvah saseim minatoira. So all these other droshes were using the psukim as a real basis for halacha, and therefore it's very, very difficult to say that this particular drasha, that Zohar, we should remember Shabbos before it comes in and, and guard it when it goes out. The concept of Mesif and Mechoyla Lakhoidesh, which comes in the middle of all these drashas, it's hard to say that this one is only an asmachta, meaning that it's not the real place we learn it out from. So we're back to trying to understand how is the Mechilta, why is the Mechilta saying something different to the Gemara? 
Again, the Gemara was saying that Shabbos, Yom Kippur, Yom Tov are all together, whereas the Mechilta has a special limut for Shabbos. Zohar is Yom HaShabbos Lekatri. Now, says the Rebbe, seemingly we would be able to say that in fact there is a machloikas between the Mechilta and the Baraisa. And in other words, that the Mechilta does not hold of this limut that wherever it says Shavus to rest, you would need to add Mechoyla Lakoidesh, meaning in, according to Mechilta, it's only Shabbos that we need to add Mechoyla Lakoidesh. But the Rebbe says it's difficult to say this because we have a rule that we try to minimize machloikas as much as possible. And therefore, it's very, very difficult to be mechadish, to come up with this idea and say that the mechilta is actually arguing with this berais of the Gemara regarding the actual halacha, whether there's a concept of toisvus, of adding to the Yom Tif, whether that applies only by Shabbos or also by Yom Tif and Yom Kippur. Rather, the difference seems to be more just, it's, everyone agrees that it applies everywhere, the question is just where we learn it out from. That is, according to the Beraisa, the din of Tois for Shabbos is going to be learned out together in the same Posik, together with Yom Kippur and Yom Tov. According to the Mechilta, there is some special Chidush by Shabbos that does not exist by Yom Kippur and Yom Tov, and that's what we learn out, and we learn out this Chidush specifically from this Posik of Zohar Yom Shabbos Lakachi. Whereas, according to the Beraisa, according to the Beraisa and the Gemara, there's no difference between Shabbos, Yom Tov, and Yom Kippur, and that's why it's learned out together from the same Pasuk. What is this special Chiddush by Shabbos? Says the Rebbe, the Mechilta is hinting to this idea with the muscle that it gives. It's a muscle to the wolf that, that grabs and devours that which is both in front of him and behind him. Because seemingly, what's really not understood in Bafarshim asks this question, is what is even the point of this muscle? How is it even helping us to understand Moisif and Mechayla Lakonish, usually you give a muscle to help you understand something better. How does this work? So the Rebbe says, the explanation is that generally in this concept of Moisif and Mechayla Lakonish, adding from the weekday to the holiness, we could generally view it in three different ways. Number one, this is a mitzvah on the person. He has to accept upon himself, Toisvah Shabbos, an additional part of Shabbos. In other words, the person has to stop doing work, not do work a certain amount of time before Shabbos. If he didn't end up doing that, if he did not accept upon himself this extra part of Shabbos, so he didn't do the right thing by not accepting. But the bottom line is, he's going to be allowed to do now Malacha until Shabbos starts, until the time of Bein Hashemoshes. In other words, he has to be Makabal in order for it to get the Halacha of Shabbos. He, the person has to accept it. That's one way of looking at it. A second way of looking at it is, even if the person didn't accept upon himself this place for Shabbos, he still has the prohibition of not being allowed to do work sometime before Shabbos. This is regardless if he wants to or not. In other words, the Torah is not allowing him to do Malacha for some time before Shabbos. Now, the common denominator between these two ways so far is that in both cases, it's about the person not being allowed to do work. And within that itself, we said there's a difference. Is it that the person has to accept it upon himself, or is it that the Torah put it on him, regardless of what he accepts? Then there's a third way. That this idea of Hoysofa Mechayla Lakoidesh is not coming from the person at all. It's coming from Shabbos. To use the famous style that's used in Sforim, there's the concept of the Cheftza of Shabbos. The, the, the idea of Shabbos itself, the object of Shabbos, rather than the person, Shabbos itself is adding 
is taking, is extending to somewhat before Shabbos and afterwards. In other words, the Kedusha of Shabbos by itself is spreading out and extending both before and after. And it's only as a result of that, now the person is not allowed to do Malachim during that time. So it's totally not about a, a mitzvah on the person. That's only the result. The main point we're saying is that Shabbos in its very essence extends both before and after. And that's what the Mechilta is telling us. The din of Moisif and Mechoyel according to the Beraisa and the Gemara, is only a tzivu, is only a command on the person. As the Gemara says, anytime it says shvus, anytime it says you should rest, well, we need to be Moisif, Mechoyel In other words, it's all about that a person needs to rest at that time. He has to stop doing work, even in the time of Choyel, even in the time of weekday, that's close to the time of Shabbos or Yom Tov. According to the Mechilta, on the other hand, there's something deeper by Shabbos specifically, as opposed to Yom Tov and Yom Kippur. By Shabbos specifically, there's something more than that, that Shabbos itself is extending and adding, both before and after. And that's what's helped, that's what's understood through the mushal that the Mechilta is giving. Mushal is the ave, it's a mushal of a wolf that grabs both from that which is in front of him and that which is behind him. In other words, just like the wolf, that the wolf is the one that's taking from that which is in front of him and that which is behind him. The same thing is with Shabbos when we speak about the and is that Shabbos is grabbing, so to speak, from before him and after. It's not about the person doing something to stop himself from doing work and he's adding to Shabbos. It's Shabbos itself is taking from before and after. Says the Rebbe, this is also emphasized in the Drasha of the Mechilta, which learns it out from, from, from the word Zohar and Shomer, which is a mitzvah saseh and a mitzvah loisas and medoyer regarding Shabbos itself. In other words, so it's Shabbos itself that's telling us now to take both from before and after. As opposed to the Gemara, the Gemara learns it actually all out from a Pesach that says regarding Yom Kippur. And the, the Limud is, it starts actually off first speaking about the idea of fasting. That um, the person needs to start fasting even while it's still daytime, in other words, before the official time of Yom Kippur. Because the Pasuk says, On the ninth day. What do we see over here? The Pasuk itself is telling you this is not the tenth day, it's not Yom Kippur yet. And yet, the person has to go ahead and fast and stop working and so on and so forth. Says the Rebbe, the reason why this din, according to the Mechilta, would be specifically by Shabbos and not by Yom Kippur and Yom Tov. Why should there be this difference? Yes, we learned it out of a Pasuk. But why should there be this difference? Is this, this is in accordance, this fits with the general difference between the Kedusha of Shabbos and the Kedusha of Yom Kippur and Yom Tov. We know that regarding Shabbos, it says that Mikat Shavakaimo, the Kedusha of Shabbos, is sort of, Shabbos is, is standing sanctified right from the beginning. It's always there, the seventh day comes, it's just automatically holy. In other words, the Kedusha, it's a Kedusha, the actual Hefts of Shabbos is just a Kedusha there automatically. It's not nothing about what the Yid has to do. It's just going to be Shabbos. And since Shabbos works in that way, therefore the Toys for Shabbos, the additional part of Shabbos, is also going to be coming from Shabbos itself rather than from the person. Whereas Yom Kippur and Yom Tif, as we know, is all dependent on Yidin. As it says that the Yidin are the one that are Makadish Lizman, and the Yidin are the ones sanctifying the time. They have to say when it's going to be Rosh Chodesh, etc. And therefore, the additional part of Yom Kippur and Yom Tov is also going to be something that doesn't happen automatically by itself, just like because of the idea, the Hefzah, 
the object, so to speak, of Yom Kippur or Yom Tov, but just like Yom Tov itself comes because of the person, the Kedusha of Yom Tov, so too this Toysvah, this additional part, is also something that's going to be coming from the person. So the person, so in other words, that's why it's only Shabbos that we say this idea that Shabbos itself is the one that's extending before and after. Says the Rebbe, the difference in this limud between the Mechilta and the Gemara is going to be Negea la halacha. It's going to have a practical difference in halacha. One of the things, says the Rebbe, is one of the things that are going to be in Afkimina, says the Rebbe like this. According to the Gemara, the Chiv of being Moisif Mechaylal HaKodesh is going to be in all places exactly the same. As we said, any time it says the concept of Shvus, any time it says the concept of that the Yid should rest, it's going to be exactly the same. It's the same one command on the person. And that the person should go ahead and be moisif mechoyl ala kodesh. That he should go, should add from the choyl to the kodesh. And this is why the din of moisif mechoyl ala kodesh by Yom Kippur, by Shabbos, by Yom Tov is all learned from the same pasuk. Because it's all basically the same tzivu. You should rest. According to the Mechilta we said, the din of toisvah Shabbos is something unique about Shabbos itself. Then there's something special about Shabbos that Shabbos is extending to before and after. As opposed to the Toysavs of Yom Kippur and Yom Tov is going to work in a different way. So what's going to be the practical difference, says the Rebbe? According to the Gemara, Toysavs Shabbos, because it's all to do with the person resting, the Torah is telling you to rest. So the idea then is only associated with a mitzvah saseh. You're told to rest and you should rest before Shabbos as well. So if a person should go ahead and do melacha in that extra time, <clears throat> so whether it is after he accepted it, according to one of the ways we learned before, or even if he didn't accept it, because we said one of the ways before we said is, in the first two ways is that the Torah itself is forcing you to, to not do work. But in both of those situations, it's still just a mitzvah sasei, the mitzvah sasei of tish besu, of you should rest on Shabbos. And as we said, every time it says, Shvois, every time it says you should rest, so Moisif and you have to add Mechel HaKodesh. According to the Mechilta, however, that we're saying that Shabbos itself is extending to both before and after, so what follows then is that the Isur Melacha in this additional time is going to be exactly the same as the rest of Shabbos. And therefore it's going to be connected also to the Loisase of Loisase called Melacha, which is coming because of the Kedusha of Shabbos. The Rebbe says, we mentioned before that we try as much as possible not to increase in Machloikas. So the Rebbe is now suggesting that perhaps we could say that the Gemara agrees with the Mechilta, that Shabbos would be different to the other ones, to Yom Kippur and Yom Tif, and that Shabbos is also extending both before and after. Perhaps the Gemara is just telling us another Limud, that by Shabbos there is also the idea that the person, in addition to Shabbos extending itself, like the Mechilta says, maybe the Gemara is just saying that Shabbos, there's also the idea that the person has to also go ahead and add on his own. He has to also be Moisif Mechoyla Lakoidish. And the Rabbi says, even though you might say it's a doichak, it's hard to say this, because if Shabbos itself is already extending and holy both before and after, what is the person going to be adding to that? And yet one could argue and say, that there is room for such a concept. We even find this by Shabbos itself. Generally speaking, Shabbos we say is Mekat Shavakayim is holy on its own. And yet, 
excuse me, yet there's a mitzvah of we have to go ahead and sanctify it. So perhaps we could say the same thing over here, that even though Toysvah Shabbos is holy by itself, as the Mechilta said, and now the Rebbe is suggesting maybe the Gemara agrees, and maybe the Gemara is just saying that in addition to that, the person also has a chiyuv to add to this and to be Mekadosh the time, to make this time holy, that he should be Moisif, Mechayla Lakadosh. But the Rebbe says that really we can't say this because the Gemara itself, itself tells us, it says, Kol Mokoyim Shenemar, any time it says this concept of you should rest, you need to, you need to be adding Mechayla Lakadosh. What do we see from this? The Rebbe points out three things. Number one, that the Hoysafa, the adding Mechayla Lakadosh, is all about the resting from work. It's not about, as we were just suggesting, that there's an Indian that the person has to go be Mechadosh and sanctify that time of the Toysafas. The main thing is you're not doing work, you're resting from work. That's number one. Number two, the Gemara is clearly equating all three things. The Gemara is comparing all three things together. The Gemara says... Kal Mokayim is referring to Shabbos, Yom Kippur, and Yom Tif. And therefore, it definitely doesn't fit with what we just said. Because we would, we, we just explained that Shabbos is different to Yom Kippur and, and Yom Tif. That Shabbos, the mitzvah would be. In other words, if the, if we were just suggesting that there's an Indian by Shabbos, that it's holy on itself and you need to be Moisif, but according to the Gemara, we just equated Shabbos to Yom Kippur and Yom Tif, and now they would be very, very different. That Yom Tif and Yom Kippur, the whole mitzvah is only on the person to be Makadish, and Shabbos, there's a, it's, it's a different gather. It's holy at its by itself, plus you need to add and be Makadish as well. And finally, the Rebbe says, in a very practical way, we look at the Poiskim, including Shulchan Aruch, who paskin like the Beraisa, that say, Mitzvah Sasei Menatoira, Lohoisef Mechayla Lakoidish, and it doesn't say anywhere that there is actually an Isser and a love to do Malacha in that time of Toysav Shabbos because it's holy on its own. Which proves to us that the Gemara actually does not agree with the Mechilta, which we were explaining to me that the Din of the Toysavus is, 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 is part of the extension of Shabbos, Shabbos itself. And the, in other words, the Rebbe says, the Pashtas, the, the when you look into the Gemara, and when the Gemara says, how do we know Shabbos, and it puts it together with the Yom Kippur and the Yom Tov and all of that, it seems quite clear that it's only a gather in the person accepting the Shabbos and resting and not doing work, but it's not a bad, as we were saying before from the Mechilta, that Shabbos itself is automatically extending. Says the Rebbe, based on this understanding of our Mechilta, we'll now understand the connection to the previous Drashos, which we mentioned before, of Mechaleleho Mois Yumos. And of Yom HaShabbos Shnei Chvosim, were both said B'dibur Echod. We said that Er Vaseish HaSachicha and Yevamo Yavayoleho were said B'dibur Echod. Loi Silba Shatnes and Gdilim Pasalecho were said B'dibur Echod, something that a human being cannot do. We asked in the beginning of the Sicha, what's the connection? So the Rebbe explains. Regarding to the words of the Mechilta, that there's all these things that were said B'dibur Echod, the Mepharshim explained that the Chidush, what the Mechilta is telling us is, that when we have a mitzvah say in these cases to do, the various things that the Torah is telling us to do, in these cases that love, the loisase, doesn't apply lechatchila. In other words, for example, when we bring those karbonis on Shabbos, it's lechatchila not considered chilul Shabbos. It's like a condition within the love. When the Torah said not to desecrate Shabbos, 
It doesn't apply in the case where there's a mitzvah, to say where the Torah is telling you to bring a carbon on Shabbos. Or to put it in other words, when we are bringing those carbonos on Shabbos, it's not only that we're fulfilling the mitzvahs I say right now of bringing the carbon musaf or even the carbon tamid of Shabbos, and therefore the say is going to push off the loisasa, or that it completely is matir the loisasa, but rather it's connected with the love itself. In other words, what we're saying is that when you're bringing the carbonos in the base hamigdash. The lava is like In other words, it's not just we're bringing a carbon and now, and now it pushes off the lava. We're saying that the lava itself was set in such a way that it does is not going to apply when you bring the carbon, and that's what it means. And that's why we say that these two ideas were set together. That the Abishta says both things together. The Abishta gives us the lava of not to be mechalo Shabbos together with the assay of the carbon. It's like saying that the mitzvahs assay is a condition, it's part of that love. You're not allowed to desecrate Shabbos, and part of a condition of that is, that in this particular case, it's not going to be considered Chilul Shabbos. Says the Rebbe, it's in continuation to this, that the Mechilta says, Zohar Milofanov, and Shomer Milofanov, that you have to be Moisif Mechoyla Lakoydish, and the marshal of the wolf, and grabbing both that which is in front of him and behind him. In other words, how did we just explain? The idea of Toysvah Shabbos, we said, we explained it's not only about the person not doing work or resting. We said it's part of Shabbos itself extending, that the Kedusha is extending before it and after it. Which we just also explained, this is my understanding of this piece of the Sicha, which we just explained also that if a person is not doing that, then there's both the Asay and the Loisase. In other words, there's, they're both connected over here. Just like we were saying regarding these assays and loisa says in the other examples of the uh, that the Mechilta is giving. The Rebbe now takes it a step further and a step deeper. The Rebbe says by bringing the drasha of Zohar Melufanov and Shomer Melachrov in continuation to the drasha of that these two things were said by Echad, the Mechilta is actually teaching us another idea in regards to this concept of the wolf that grabs before it, before it and after it, etc. But in order to explain this, the Rebbe first prefaces. Seemingly, this pirush, regarding these ideas that were said b'dibur echel in one utterance, in one utterance, seemingly there still seems to be a problem over here. If the Abishta wanted to teach us this limud, that the mitzvah saseh is a condition within the loisase, Seemingly, it would have been enough just to say the two mitzvahs next to each other, like in all other conditions that we find. In other words, we could say these two mitzvahs next to each other. So, we could say the mitzvah of uh, the love of Chil Shabbos and the mitzvah of Karbanis, put them next to each other, we'll know that one doesn't apply when the other applies. Why is it specifically that we have to say them B'dibur Echod? And as the Mechilta itself says, this is something that's not humanly possible, this is only something Hashem can do. What, why does it need to be said together? Says the Rebbe, from the fact that they're being said, that teaches us that it's not only that the mitzvah say is like a condition, part of the love, that in the case when you have to fulfill the mitzvah say, then the, this loisase was not, does not apply and was not even given, but it's much deeper than that. The love and the assay are literally one the one idea. Just, in other words, like this, just like by Kedusha Shabbos, we understand there's one point, and it's going to be expressed in a number of different ways. 
So there's the positive things you do, and there's also you want to be, make Shabbos holy. But that also includes not to desecrate Shabbos. By not desecrating Shabbos, that itself is bringing out the holiness. So too, says the Rebbe, when you're going to bring those korbanos on Shabbos, that's a way of actually fulfilling the mechalaleh. In other words, Antoida told you not to desecrate Shabbos. Part of fulfilling that is by bringing the korbanos. In other words, if you don't bring the korbanos on Shabbos, and you're, you're not only missing out on the mitzvah of bringing the korbanos on Shabbos, but to a certain extent, you just messed up the mechalalel. There's a certain chilul Shabbos over here. And the same thing we can apply regarding the other examples that Mechilta gave. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we can now say that the fact that the Mechilta puts these different drushes together is to teach us that so too, when we speak about Shabbos, that it's toirif milafonov milaacharov, that Shabbos takes a bit of kedusha, both extends both before it and after it. So the pshat is not that you have two different ideas in Shabbos. You have the kedusha of Shabbos of the day itself, and then you have the idea that it extends both before it and after it. But rather, both of these things are the one same nekudah of kedusha Shabbos. In other words, that the gather of Kedusha Shabbos consists of the fact that there is the, on the one hand, there's the 24 hours of Shabbos, but it's together. It's, it's one with the Kedusha both before and after, just like we explained regarding the Asay and the Loisasa, that they become like one Nakuda. What's the practical difference? So the Rebbe says two things. Number one, whether you could be Yoytzeh, the mitzvahs of Shabbos, during that time of Taisa Shabbos, for example, making Kiddush during that time. If it's mamish one with Shabbos, you should be able be allowed to make Kiddush then as well. Another thing, says the Rebbe, is if we say that the idea of Shabbos, there's a concept discussed in other places, that all of Shabbos is treated really as one Nekudah. And therefore, says the Rebbe, it makes sense to say that if we looked at it in the previous way, before this, before looking at it as right now, that the Toys of Shabbos is one idea with Shabbos, so then we would say that when we say that Shabbos is all one essence, one akuda, that would only apply to Shabbos itself, not in Toysus Shabbos. With Toysus Shabbos has its own gather. But the way we just explained it, that the Toysus Shabbos is mamish one with the Kedusha of Shabbos, in other words, it's part of the Chelek and the gather of Kedusha Shabbos, it has the same Kedusha of Shabbos itself. So therefore, when we speak about Shabbos all being like one akuda, like one point, that would also include the Toysus Shabbos, the additional parts of Shabbos. Says the Rebbe, all of this is also hinted in this marshal of the Za'ev of the wolf that grabs both of that which is in front of it and that which is behind it. What's the Chiddush over here with the wolf? It's not only like what we said before, that the wolf is taking from before it and after it. And again, it's not that other people are giving it or adding to it. It's the wolf itself. And that would mean that Shabbos is by itself extending to before it and after it. But there's something much more than that. The Za'ev itself, the wolf itself, besides in front of it and behind it, the Gemara says, what's the style of the Za'ev's eating? The Gemara says, That's the style of the Za'ev's eating, is that he tears up its prey, and then it eats. Says the Rebbe, so when we say that the Za'ev is that he also grabs from that which is in front of him and behind him, so that which is in front of him, behind him, he's grabbing or he's tearing up in exactly the same way as he eats that which is right in front, that, that which he has. In other words, 
the by the Za'ev, the what he has, and that which is in front of him, behind him, is all in one gather. And that's the point over here. That by Shabbos as well, the gather over here is that the kedusha of Shabbos and the Hisafa, both before and after, are all one nakuda, all exactly the same. The Rebbe now moves on to another aspect, and the Rebbe says that the Tzemach Tzedek connects this idea of the muscle of the wolf that grabs from before it and from be, from that which is in front of it, that which is behind it. This mechilta connect and in, in regards to Toys Shabbos. The Tzemach Tzedek connects it with a pasuk that says Binyamin Ze'ev Yitrof. The Gemara says that this is actually hinting to the Mizbeach that was in the portion of Binyamin who was considered a Ze'ev Toyrev, like a like a wolf that um, that tears up, that grabs, etc. The Mizbeach is called Ze'ev, as the Medrash says. That just like the Ze'ev, just like the wolf grabs, so too the Mizbeach grabs the Karbonis. Now the Rebbe says we know that everything that we find in Nigla is also mirror, everything we find in Primius Atayra also has its correspondence and is mirrored in Nigla as well. So says the Rebbe, based on all of this, the way we explain the concept of Toysra Shabbos, that the Mechilta is specifically giving us the idea of how Shabbos works, the Toysra Shabbos, with the marshal of the wolf, that takes in front of it and behind it. And as we explained, this to mean, that is the essence of Shabbos itself that's grabbing from before it and afterward, just like the wolf. So the Rebbe wants to apply the same thing now by the Mizbeach. And the Rebbe says, just like Shabbos, the way it takes from before it and after it, from the time of the weekday, it's taken from a time that on its own wouldn't have been holy, but now Shabbos is taken from that time. So too is the way it works with the Mizbeach, that it grabs the carbonates like that wolf. What's the halacha by the Mizbeach? The halacha is that even a carbon that's possible, if it ended up going up on the Mizbeach, we don't take it down. We leave it on the Mizbeach, it gets consumed on the Mizbeach. So the Rebbe says, Yeshloimah, we could say that just like in regards to Shabbos, that the fact that we compared it to the wolf that grabs from in front of it and behind it. What's the Mechilta telling us? The Mechilta is giving us a gedder and a din within Shabbos itself. That Shabbos is the one that's extending to before it and after it. Says the Rebbe, the same thing, when we compare the Mizbeach that grabs to the wolf that grabs, it's also trying to tell us a similar sort of idea. That when we say that a carbon that was possible if it went up, it doesn't come down, it's trying to teach us a din regarding the Mizbeach itself. And as the Gemara learns out from the Pasuk, the Pasuk, and what that means is the Gemara says, is that the Mizbeach itself is being Mekadesh, that which went up on it. It's to teach you that the reason why it doesn't come down, it doesn't come down is because of the Kedusha of the Mizbeach. Or as Rashi says, HaMizbeach Mekadesh. The Mizbeach is sanctifying even something that's possible that went up on the Mizbeach. The Mizbeach made it holy to the extent that it now is considered the food, so to speak, the bread of the Mizbeach, and we don't take it down. In other words, that this din of him alaloyerid is not a din or a chiyuv in the action of the person that I have to now make sure that it gets burnt. That since it went up on the Mizbeach, so therefore we have an obligation to make sure it doesn't come down. Or even more than that, you actually have to burn it on the Mizbeach. Furthermore, it's not only that the Mizbeach there's, is only sanctifying it to the extent of a, of a negative, of a prohibition that we're not allowed to take it down. But rather it's giving, giving us a chiddush and telling us that this is a din in the Mizbeach. That the Mizbeach itself is sanctifying with its Kedusha even something that on its own is not connected to the Mizbeach. 
And since it became now holy with the Kedusha of the Mizbeach, therefore it doesn't come down. We have to eat Makriv on the Mizbeach. Again, this is similar to what we were speaking before about Shabbos, that it extends to that which is before, takes from the Choyl and brings it to the Kodesh. However, the Rebbe is not completely satisfied with this explanation, that that's why we're comparing it to the wolf that takes from before it and after it. And the Rebbe says a number of points. Number one, this din of im'ala lo is not exactly the same idea to what we spoke before, that it's coming completely from its own, on, on its own. Because bottom line is it's only if it went up onto the Mizbeach. So it's not exactly the same idea of saying that the Mizbeach is by itself just extending outward, so to speak. Number two, the Rebbe says, we don't see the idea over here specifically of Melifonov or Melachorov. This is not expressed in any way in this concept of the Mizbeach. And most importantly, says the Rebbe, this halacha, that even a Dover apostle becomes holy if it went up on the Mizbeach, is true not only to, in regards to the Mizbeach HaChitzon, which is the one that is compared to the Ze'ev Toirev, but this is true also regarding to the inner Mizbeach in the Heichol, as well as to all the other clay shares. And in fact, in the Mizbeach HaPnimi, it's actually in a certain sense even more than the Mizbeach HaChitzon. Because regarding the Mizbeach HaPnimi, we say that anything that went up on the Mizbeach, even something that shouldn't have been there, remains holy, remains on the Mizbeach, as opposed to Mizbeach HaChitzon, will really only take things that belonged on the Mizbeach in the first place, even though technically now it's possible. And therefore, the Rebbe wants to look at another aspect of the Mizbeach, of the Karbonis, of that have this idea of the, similar to the wolf that takes from both before it and after it. Says the Rebbe, this is connected with that Pasuk itself that says by Binyamin, we quoted before, Binyamin's aviator, Binyamin's compared to a, a, lie, a wolf that grabs. And then the Pasuk says, Simply meaning in the morning, he eats the plunder, and in the evening he divides the spoils. What does this mean? The Medrash says, in continuation to this idea of comparing to the Mizbeach, that grabs and the Karbonis, Says the Medrash, Baboiker Yoichal Ad refers to the land of the carbon tomb that's brought in the morning. Erev Yechalik Shalol refers to the second lamb that's brought in the afternoon. Says the Rebbe, generally the time of Avoidus HaKarbonis in the base of Migdash, as we know, is only during the day. It's learned out from the word, Biyoim Tzavoisoy. It has to be specifically during the day. And yet we see that there is the concept of burning up the fats and the different limbs of the carbon, which mitzvahs on kalalayla, we burn it, continue burning it all night long, after the time that, as the Gemara explains, based on a posik, oleo hashleim, that usually we finish the carbonos with the tomat shalbeinar bayim, and yet here what we're doing is we're going to continue burning things on the mizbeach all night long. So too, there's an avoider called the trumas adeshen, which we do early morning, taking off the ash of the Mizbeach, and that's not only about finishing the previous day's work, but this is really the beginning of a new day's avoider. So this is the idea that the Mizbeach is taking both lefonov from the time before the avoider of the Karbonis, in the morning, the, the ash, and so too afterwards with burning the parts of the, of the carbon all night long. Says the Rebbe, based on this we could say that the comparison of the Mizbeach Two, the wolf that takes from in front of it uh, to be the eva the to the wolf that grabs. This is telling us. This is teaching us that when we burn those fats or the limbs all night long, and when we take the ashes in the morning, 
This is part of the gather of the Mizbeach itself, like we said before about Shabbos. The Mizbeach itself is the one that's grabbing both before it and afterwards. In other words, it's the Shleimus, part of the Shleimus of the Mizbeach. Of course, that's the Korbonis that are brought during the day, is connected with the Avoidah that is also connected with, with that Avoidah that's going to be happened both before it and after it during the night. And the Rebbe says this is similar to what says in Mufarshim. That chayovin lahashim, you know, evarim vachalov, we need to leave over from the fats and from the limbs to burn at night. This is all a chvoid amokim for the honor of Hashem. So that the mizbeach is never bottled, is never um, vacant or doing nothing both by day and at night. So in other words, it's part of the mizbeach's kedusha itself, the fact that it's extending both before it and after it.